Blog Talk Radio. It is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We are getting it in today. It's going to be so off the chain. Hopefully, y'all are ready for this. Now, before we get going, we got a shout out. We got some brothers in the studio with me today. My man on the boards working it. We are uh, actually coming to you uh, from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And uh, I got some great cats that popped in the studio to hang out with me today. So we're going to talk to them in a few seconds. But I got to shout my man out, Greasy, on the board. What's up, Greasy? Ooh, that's Greasy. <laughs> What's good? What's up, Rod? What's happening? Did you do your own sound effect? That, 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 that's how it goes. I love it. Ooh, that's, that's greasy. greasy. Yes, sir. That's it. I there it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and, and Greasy, introduce me to these young cats in the studio. Well, they ain't young. They look like they're 40 and 45. Respectively. They're young to the game. Young they're to young the game. to the game. Yeah, they're, new, they're basically new students here at, okay. at the school. I'm an 08 cat. They, y'all still here? Y'all still y'all still here? Or y'all graduated? Nah, we graduated like two weeks ago. Okay. Oh, congratulations, okay. man. That, that's big. Congratulations. So, so yes, uh, I, I know I know you was in the United, you was in the military, uh, and you found your way here, man. How did you end up uh, at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting? And what's your name? Give us your name. Introduce yourself. So. And your Twitter. So your name and your Twitter. Today, myself, personally. Yeah. Uh, so. My name is Sean Love. Uh, my Twitter is Sean Love One. Riley Peg. Guaranteed me at least two more followers. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, I came back from overseas in Kuwait. Uh, got here. Got here about two months ago, and I was interested in radio, so I looked at it up, and once I see how much it cost, I was just like... Hey, Came back with a pocket full of money. <laughs> this song, uh, well, I just came to the school. It was a, it's a really nice school. They teach you everything. You get to meet cool people like Greasy and uh, Rodney Perry. Word up, man. Hey, thanks for popping in the studio. My man got his own show. Yeah. Been getting it in. Talk to us. Tell us about the show, man. Your name and your Twitter. Well, uh, my name is Dorsey. I'm on the show. I'm the host known as D3. And the show is the Vice Versa Show, R&B, Hip Hop, Gospel, and Jazz, and what they have in common. And uh, on Twitter, you can hit me up at um, at new2uschool. No phonetics, just new, N-E-W-T-O-Y-O-U-S-C-H-O-O-L. Just, just, just no Ebonics, <laughs> nothing. Just, no, sir. No, just sir. keeping it real. So, so shout out to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, man. Really great, great people over here. And uh, my man, Stacy, for uh, giving us the opportunity to, to use this great, great place, man. So uh, let's get it going. This show is going to be crazy today. And Again, before I do that, I got to go here. Uh, my girl, Madeline Smith, my, my partner in crime, my assistant is in the studio hey, as well. Madeline. Ooh. Madeline. <laughs> you like that, Greasy? <laughs> you like that? So, uh, what we got we got dates coming up. I'm headed out to uh, Sacramento, Greasy, this, this weekend. I'm in Sacramento, California uh, at the, uh, Tommy T's right there in Sacramento. And uh, so that's coming up. But you can see all of my dates. Go to RodneyPerry.com and you'll get all my tour dates, everything coming up. And we'll probably cover some of that. Um, as we get uh, into the show today, so my guest today, I'm, I'm so excited to bring on 
when when I get back, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take a quick break. When I come back, we're gonna be talking to my girl, Miss Thea Vidal. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. This is Rodney Perry, and you listen to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. All right, y'all, we are back. We are back in full effect. I'm about to bring my girl on the line now. Now, when, when you start talking comedians, when you start talking about like the best to ever do, when you when you start talking about people that have been on, had their TV shows and did all that, it's one name you can't leave out, and that's this young lady, one of the coldest comics you ever gonna see live, one of the funniest, silliest, will cuss you out, gay Brandy Hustar, <laughs> <laughs> my girl Miss Thea that What's up, oh, Thea? Yeah. Oh yeah. How you doing, baby? How you doing? Man, thank you. you First of all, thank you so very much for coming on. I am I don't even know if you know this, but I am a huge Thea Vidal fan. Oh, thank you, baby. Thank you so much. You ain't too shabby yourself. Well, you know, you you know what I love about you, Thea? You always talk through a smile. <laughs> even when you let them have it. Even when you <laughs> even when you let them have it, you are you are always talking through a smile. Uh, just a beautiful spirit. L- let's get right into it. Um, native of Washington D.C., yeah. you understand, which is a, a, a great comedy town. Take me back to your show, though. How did that come about? I was seen in Montreal Comedy Festival, and you know, I, I came up right behind Grace, on, right with Grace Under Fire. And uh, everybody hates uh, loves Raymond and all that, and Tim Allen show of course. But the thing of it is, my show was based on a philosophy. Their shows were based on their acts, mm. and my mine was about a philosophy of how, about how I feel about raising children. Okay. Because I don't feel like I'm above. I don't think a child is above above getting smacked in the head. <laughs> I, I just don't feel that. And I think if you smack them in the head more, they'd be better. But anyway, and then when I, the people at William Morris saw me, and uh, the more they saw me, the more they said, let's put you with some writers. Mm-hmm. And that's how Thea began. But they just took stories from my life, a little bit of my life. But I, there's so much more to me than what they showed on television. And I don't regret doing Thea. Uh, I don't have regrets, uh-huh. but I wish that, you know, they could have let me be more like I really am. Now, now, when you say more like you really are, what's the difference between Thea on the show and Thea, Thea, the, the, the lady I'm talking to? Well, first of all, you know, for me, I'm a firm believer if they will take what I said from my act. I believe that if your child don't come home when they're supposed to, you're supposed to change the locks. I just don't see why you can't <laughs> Wait a minute, the there. Man. If they don't make it home, they can't get in. You're going to be grown. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like they should have let me parent mm. the way I believe parents should parent. And not only that, it's funnier. It's funnier. Right. The children to me, the children I had, I had to teach them how to fight. <laughs> yes. 
It didn't mean everybody was the only child except for Brandy. And she said that she didn't fight with Ray J. So I said, you ain't never pushed him or nothing? And she said, no, I would have rather had my own children on there because they knew how to fight. Right, wow. And act a fool. I, I, you know, I, I think that, I think that uh, they oversimplified me. Okay. I'm not a Jim Cleaver. You know, I'm a real woman, and I make mistakes, and mothers make mistakes, mm-hmm. and fathers make mistakes. And I think that they should have show let me allow allow me to be for myself and be vulnerable and and show what a real a real mother is. You know, I thought I was a real mother. Right. I thought there was there was so much more to me. Well, you you definitely you definitely a woman. We 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 going through the uh, the internet. Some of your photos. You 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 blessed, Miss Thea. <clears throat> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I see little white girls all over America buying breasts and bosoms and ass, and here I am blessed with it. With it all. <laughs> now now, do you think now now reflecting back on the show, I think that you were just ahead of your time because we didn't see a real. I don't I don't think we saw a real parent, and and not to diss like you know Bill Cosby or, or those other parents that we we got a chance to see on television become uh, fans of but I don't think we saw a real parent till we saw Bernie Mac you know which was I, I, I do I think Bernie Mac was honest I think Bernie Mac's situation was honest I think and, and that's what I commended him on that was some was honest your daughter your sister's a drug addict you got her kid right you know uh, I think that was to me the most well, one of the most honest shows. I don't think that Thea wasn't real. I just think that Thea, Thea says more than Thea was allowed to say. <laughs> Thea says a whole lot more than Thea is allowed to say. Right. And some people can perceive my getting uh, uh, not not angry, loud as anger. Uh, it's a lot of parents out here, especially uh, uh, women of color. We're loud because we need to be heard. Mm. Uh, and not only that, not only that, you got four child children, you better be loud. Exactly. You know, you better get it across. Yeah, because they loud. If you are sick. Exactly. Children are loud people. You need to get loud with them. And, you know, another thing is the concept of spanking your child uh, with, for both of our shows, you know, they could take it from a man, but for me, they said I was violent. I wasn't violent. Uh, what was going to happen to them was going was natural. Right. It's not too many children uh, in my age group that haven't went grown up that haven't got their to- they tail torn up. Yeah, and and, and, and people that's why I'm a little asshole to make you pay attention. Now, now this this is the thing too. I think we kind of lose in the shuffle. People try to paint like white folks don't do the similar. They they don't discipline their children. Now, I'm sure. That you know, maybe not you know the way we do it, but they they discipline their children, and I don't think you can have a successful child without some sort of discipline. You know, now I don't know if corporal punishment works for every child, though. You know, but I I don't know if it works for every child, but it's got to be on the table at some point. Well, you know, uh, you know, because I live in Texas, and I've been staying, I've been staying in Texas lately because my family is here. And what, let me tell you something. Uh, Dallas <laughs> or Houston? <laughs> no, Victoria. Victoria, Texas. It's All right, now. Town, Victoria. Yeah. You should come. I will come to Victoria, Texas. Not on purpose. 
I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious, Rodney. Oh, go. Anyway, uh, we'll talk later. But anyway, I'm telling you, I have gotten a woman with extension cords, uh, uh, switch, a belt. Uh, let me tell you something. Your mind gets My, my mama hit me with one of my brothers. Your mind gets real clear. <laughs> You might get real clear my, my mama would use the other kid to beat you with. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Now, 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 Thea, let's talk about your comedy because you, you are your brand of comedy is is so honest and so uh, off the chain, and you are not a clean comic. But I've watched you work clean shows and have the same edge. How do you maintain your edge all the time? Because I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is the truth, no matter whether it's edgy or, or the truth is always edgy. That's one. Right. The truth is always edgy. And people, for me, I got to tell my truth. Now, I'll take those words out of there if it'll make you happy, but it's still going to be just as edgy as I intended it to be. Because there's so many words. <laughs> the words. We love the words. Now, now this it's is my thing. Words. And you tell me how you feel about this. I don't like people to take words out of my lexicon. Like, people say, well, you can't say this. When you tell me I can't say a certain word, to me, that's like almost censorship to me. I mean, do you do you take it to that degree? I feel like it is. I feel, I feel very much like you're, you're trying to censor me. And I have the right to say whatever I want to say. Uh, everybody, every other Klansman says what he wants to say. Rush Limbaugh say what he wants to say. No, don't nobody tell Romney him to shut what up. He want to say Romney. Uh, everybody, <laughs> Ronald Reagan said what he wanted to say, even though he read it off of a card. But still, I think I should be able to say whatever I want to say. Man, so, so Thea, uh, first of all, hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Thea Vidal, one of the coldest comics ever to, uh, to walk on a comedy stage. Thea, um, what was that, that, that era like? I mean, you came up with people like, you know, Tim Allen and, and the, the Wayans brothers, Jeff Foxworthy, Sam Kennison. Yeah. Who, you know, God rest yeah. his soul. Bill Hicks, all of that. Man, that yeah, was a great time in comedy. And, and, I would imagine when you first Fabulous. walked on stage, there wasn't really uh, what we know as urban comedy. Not really. There wasn't. And it wasn't but it was even less females doing what I'm doing. Okay. It was less, uh, most, uh, hardly any black women, about four, four or five, including myself. Really? Who who were the sisters I, around that time? Do you remember who offhand? Shirley Hemphill. Yeah, I remember. Oh, Shirley Hemphill. Well. Yeah. Shirley Hemphill, Marsha Warfield. Wow. Just June. Just June. And wow. Simply marvelous than me. Ain't that something? So that's all it was. So and we had to trudge through these these minefields of racism mm-hmm. and sexism. And no, and the sad part is, don't nobody give these women credit. Well, why do you think that is? Why, why do you give them credit? Why do the, why why is it that the, the lady comic doesn't get the love of maybe her male counterparts? Because it's a sexist world, just like it's a racist world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the problem is is that, uh, especially for black people, 
we choose to forget our forebears. Right. I, I, you know, we don't for, we forget. It's easy to forget because somebody is younger and successful. You you have to understand there would never be a Martin Luther King if there was never a Mega Evers. Very true. Very true. Okay. It would, uh, if it wasn't a Marcus Garvey, there would be no Mega ever. I mean, somebody had to be have the guts to stand up and do what we do. And and when I see when I see young comedians, females especially, act like they did this all by themselves, you're insane. You did not. You did not. Do, you wouldn't have lasted if you had to come up when I came up. Do do the do, do your younger counterparts even alone. know your journey? I mean, because that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today. Because you know, I think that that we tend to lose sight of of our our not so distant past, and so um, the question is, do do you believe that the young female comics or male comics even you know, know what a theater that I brought to the game. I mean, I know you were one of the you were one of the first black people with a TV show, with a they own show. Yeah. What? That's crazy. I'm I'm the first in history. But you know what? I we you know what? Because you so you, you the thing of it is is that you we don't honor the legacy. We don't honor legacy. We don't honor the people that were the forebears. And if I'll tell you something, if you had a bit around, I'm digressing for a minute. Mm -hmm. If you had a bit around Bill Hicks and seen Jeff Foxworthy when they were young and Tim Allen and Brad Garrett and these are men I came up with. And, And they showed me respect. Now, they now, showed the black lady with the long nails and pointy hair a mm-hmm. lot of respect, but I had to earn it. I have to earn. I had to earn their respect. And these, I see young comics. They think they're old so much and have done so little. Right. They they've done so very little, but they think there's so much. And we put too much effort. You know, we a lot of what I see about young urban comics is that. You don't try to perfect your craft. You don't really respect your craft. Because when you get on stage, you think it's all about you. Right. And it's really not. It's all about the audience relating to you. Wow. Hey, Thea, let me ask you this. You spoke to a great subject, which is, you know, when you came when you came up, it was just about the comedy. And there wasn't really a urban comedy genre at that juncture. So y'all was just all you know peers but what i've noticed over the past few years is there is a definite segregation in stand-up comedy exactly so everybody is in their own little niche yeah you know when i came up you would never see three women on the stage let alone three blacks Mm -hmm. okay because they thought we were all the same that's how racist it was wow they thought we were all the same they never ever comedy clubs across the country never advertised to black people because they didn't want the black people in their clubs because they believed they wouldn't tip. But the, the flip the to, flip of that now is it's, it's black nights and that black shows. Advertised yeah, and and that's and we're we're really all bailing out a lot of these clubs. Yeah, 
black acts are building these clubs out, keeping them afloat. And the thing of it is, is I was never, I was a comic that happened to be black. Mm -hmm. But I've always stayed true to myself, which is, if you stay true to yourself, which I have always done, I've always been black. And nobody ever questioned my blackness. Because, you know, um, my thing is, you know, when I came up, when the black wave came, they said I had a lot of white people in my audience as well. When I came up, there wasn't none but white people coming to the club. Right. So, of course, I would have a white fan base. Yeah, you already had that fan base. But I got, you know, and then when they saw me, then they black people didn't, some black people knew I existed, but not a lot. Okay? So now they say, well, we don't know how where, to where to, to, to put you. Are you black? Are you urban? Or, or are you uh, 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 middle of the road? I am a, I'm a, uh, I do both black and white. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I want everybody to come to my show. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight, do it with a goat. Come. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but over the years, over the years, it's become very segregated. You know, for yourself, but the last Sunday they have uh, chocolate Sundays. Why uh, the black night always got to have a name, Sunday, too? Third show Saturday. <laughs> now, who would say that? Latin Monday. Eating Monday. You know, it used to not be like that. Curry Thursday. Not be like that. It's always something to do See, with Everybody food. need, and, I, and in this time, in this time and day and age, I don't think segregation is the list. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Thea Vidal. We're talking comedy, everything in between, and, and really getting a history lesson. Thea, I got five questions for you. You ready for the five questions? Ask me. Okay. Question number one, what's funny to Thea Vidal? What's funny? Life in general. Life in general and young people. Young people are too hilarious. I'm gonna tell you something. My daughter, fight my, my two year old, they she, fight on Twitter. How they, you fight when you how got you banging on and you got a computer? You be on the corner of Logan and Linda. I remember when Thugs was unplugged. All these Thugs is got is connected to the world. You got if you got an Instagram, you are not allowed to be a criminal. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Question number two. Why are you writing me letters? <laughs> how you how you gonna be a literate how criminal? You know <laughs> how you gonna I remember when thugs couldn't read. <laughs> old school thugs. What happened to the old school thugs? Uh, question oh, number two. People want to text me. If I want to write you a letter, I send you all my cards. <laughs> I love it. Uh, question number two. Who is the funniest comedian you've ever seen live? Richard Pryor. You saw Richard Pryor. You was in the same room. Yes. Give me, give me a Richard Pryor story, Thea. I saw him tell what's his name, what's his name, what's McFadden's first comment. I saw him tell. Is it Ricky McFadden? Reggie, Reggie McFadden. I saw him in the comedy store, and he told after McFadden got off stage, McFadden was so nervous in seeing Richard. He didn't even hear Richard Pryor say, that's a very funny young man. Y'all watch out for him. Wow. He don't even, he, he didn't, he, he was just, I, I guess he was in the zone for a minute. He didn't get it. And, and Richard, Richard Pryor said he, is, he had something. Now, that's 
that's the bomb biggity right there. Now, I'm going to break for the crud questions. I got three more questions for you. What, what, what's the thing that separates the people in your journey that separates the people that, that, have, that have achieved some success like you and people that was equally as funny, but they didn't for whatever reason? What, what, what's the difference between the guy that makes it and the guy that doesn't? Now, that is luck. Really? That is who is your machine? Who's driving your machine? Mm. Wow! That's managers, agents. Who's driving the machine? Wow! That, yeah. Wow. Well said. Well said. Question number three: What's your favorite body part? Yours or somebody else? <laughs> On me, I say. Hold on, let me get my lotion out. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, on me, I say my breath. And on somebody else, I'll say their... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Okay. Okay. Larry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Keep it small. I have to laugh. Huh, Larry. <laughs> you silly. Uh, next question. What gets on Steve Vidal's nerves? What get, what burns you the fuck up? Oh, bang! <laughs> okay, the least is sinless. Okay, I tell you what burns me the fuck up. You want to know what burns me the fuck up? Yes, ma'am. People who bring their children on the plane and don't drug them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, <laughs> People think their children is cute when you know really, really... It ain't that fucking deep. It just ain't. Uh, people who fake the funk in church. Uh oh, just the just the fake Holy Ghost. The Not the fake Holy Ghost. Fake man. I can't stand that. I can't stand them fake ass Christians. I can't stand that shit. Um, well, ooh, it's a bunch of them too. Uh, Negroes that'll be with a white woman and have no teeth. That boy, that's just uh uh-uh. uh. No, they don't. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, black men with small penises. Yeah, that pisses off. That, uh, uh, I'm, uh, what's that girl named Honey Boo Boo? That bitch. She get on your nerves. Honey Boo Boo. I can't stand that hoe. The Kardashians. I can't stand it. None of them. None of them. Except the one that might be OJ. Um, uh, uh, is, is, is uh-uh. that enough? Chloe. Chloe is Chloe is OJ's baby. I can't stand baby. his ass. I can't stand mm. Mitt Romney. Uh, none of the Republicans. None of them. None, none of them. them. And none Coulter. Of them. She drives me nuts. <laughs> we hit the wheelhouse on this one. Blonde hair, blue eyed, suckers. That fucking bitch. Cockazoid, cave dwelling hoe. Say it loud. It's uncut. She is going in. She's bad about women of color. Okay. Then what else? What else? Uh, Tell me you on Twitter, Thea. You have to go on Twitter if you're not tweeting. <laughs> you need to let the world know how you feel. Twitter. I hate fucking Twitter. Because <laughs> what do people need to know? Now, what is the concept of Twitter? That they want to know every move I'm making? Yeah. Well, well, no, no, you don't have to give them every, every, your, every move or your location. But just like this stuff you just said, all these is tweets. You know, you know what gets on my nerves? All that people, you know, people would be, they would be following you like, like the, like the Pied Piper with your tweets. Well, okay, I'll, 
I'll I'll start a Twitter account. And, and this is the I'm thing. telling you, you might, you, you know, if you bunch of motherfuckers follow me, get on my nerves. Because I got four children. I have four people follow following me. me for a long time. <laughs> and that's like being stalked. Yes, uh, that's another thing. I don't like a whole lot of commercials when I'm trying to watch Dateline. <laughs> trying to find out, you know, when, who who killed the bitch. You right. Because I, I like to watch them shows right there. I like that. I like that. Uh... What else do I, I can't speak to y'all? It's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of Asian things. Asian drivers. I'm sorry. I know what the feels that. It's feels Asian like drivers? Like I'm xenophobic. But them motherfuckers really can't drive. They just can't. I don't know why they can't. They just fucking can't. You know, they don't, they're not trying. I don't know if their eyes ain't open, but they're not good drivers. They're did you not say, good wait a minute, drivers. Thea, did they you say their eyes wasn't open? Oh, if some of them had a nerve to be smoking a blunt, this nope. is wrong. You can't get your eyes further you know, closed. People who always want to smoke your weed don't never bring nothing over. <laughs> don't never say here's joint for you. And if they do bring you a joint over, it's that old nasty-ass brown weed. It ain't the quality of weed. No good you weed. Them, but you gave them a joint. You know what I'm saying? Be square. If I gave you push, you give me some push back. He'll come back push and bring some walla walla weed. What the fuck is wrong? Obama with should run on that platform. Thing. Kush for kush. Always eat your edibles and never cop to eat your edibles. Smoke weed every day. I like marijuana brownies. Yeah, I'm just saying to myself. You ask me what pissed me off. I'm just saying. My son always uh, trying to talk sweet to me, but he really wants the money. I hate children that ask parents for money when they're 29. I hate them motherfuckers. You are. You wrong. Ask me for you ain't kids. my kid no more. We free. You on your nuts? Keep it moving. Last question. Where is yeah. Thea Vidal's favorite place? Oh, wow. I'm so glad you asked me that. Now, there I have a few. <clears throat> Amsterdam. Okay. I love Amsterdam. No, they sh- they don't have no cush problems in Am- Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. Yeah. I think Amsterdam is God's country. <laughs> is it? Why is that, Miss Thea? Because they have marijuana. Oh, it goes the coffee shop. Just rows and rows and rows and rows. <laughs> oh, this most beautiful country in the free world. La 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 la. And Frank, if she had a head better, uh, she had she a guy. Hey, 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 Thea, man, I, I gotta thank you for coming on, man. You, you, you've been an incredible guest. What's going on? What's up next for you? Well, I'm getting ready to do. I'm. I'm coming to LA to do stand up in stilettos. Okay. And uh, on the twelfth, and I'm also uh, performing in uh, Oklahoma City at Signatures and Tulsa, and Oklahoma City is too close. And also, I am doing. I'm. I've done two movies. Oh really? What's, I did what's two the movies. movie? I did one a horror movie. You got to see it. I'm with Justin Diamond and Eric Roberts and Robert Lurie here oh, and nice. Charles Sterling. It's called Scavenger Killers. I did my first horror movie. <laughs> okay. You got to come back on. on. You got to come back on when the movie come out so we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna call me and tell me I think it's gonna come out next this coming summer. 
Okay. It's really scary. It scared me when I did it. Really? Now, you know, they say black people don't last in the horror movies. You might not be able to tell me this. But do you. It was real weird. Did they kill you? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, just the scary part where, you know, um, you know, the eerie. If you read the script, you'd know what I was talking about. Yes, the suspense and and the the whole thing. It's really spooky. It's spooky. I love horror movies. So where, where can you people know, where can people find you? Shit like that. Where, where can people find you? You, you? you got a website or a Facebook page? I have I'm a, I have a fan page, seeofitall.com, and I also have a Facebook. You can Facebook me. I'm right here, and you know, uh, you know, I will get a Twitter because Rodney obviously feels I need a Twitter. I want you I to tweet. One. And you can come tweet me. And it's just going to be something simple like, Thea is the one. <laughs> That's it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Thea, you just killed it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, we're going to check out Thank all the great stuff. You can check Thea out, Stand Up in, stand up in Stilettos, uh, coming to Los Angeles. Or you can catch out Oklahoma City at Signatures, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, that's that's the home of Black Wall Street for y'all that don't know. Do your research and the horror movie Scavenger Killers. Man, thank you again so much for coming on, sweetie. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. you. I love you too, Mookie Moo. <laughs> hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning to Roddy Perry Live. We'll be right back with more of the show. <laughs> What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. What up, y'all? We are back. We live and direct. It's so off the chain today. Thank you to Miss Thea Vidal for calling in, man. Just a beautiful lady, beautiful person. And when, when I think of strong women, I can't... Let me tell you something, Greasy. I can't think of strong women without talking to my mama. My mama ain't met you yet, man. You got you to gotta say hi to my mama. Mama, you on the line. We Rodney Perry live. My man, engineer extraordinaire. Hey, hey. Say what's up to Greasy. Well, who is it? That's Greasy. Hey, mama. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you, thank you. It's good to meet you, kind of, sort of, over the airwaves. Hey, Greasy, first of all, you need to take your little sexy voice down <laughs> off my mom. Everybody say, everybody say that, you know? Why Greasy talking to my mom sexy, man? I don't like it. I just, that's how I talk to my mom. I want to answer these My favorite body part of me <laughs> oh, 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 wait a minute. It's full and useful. And I have the acronym for social media, H-I-C, HIC, Highly Impersonal Communication. Oh, man. You, you, you. Okay, Mama, I'm going to give you the, the five questions. What's funny? What's funny to you? My baby, Rodney Perry, been funny ever since he came in the world. All right. You're about to try to make me cry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who is the funniest comedian you ever seen live? Richard Pryde, because he was talking about Richard Nixon at a time when folks were scared to say anything. Wow. Uh, he said he looked a body part. I like tell a tricky dick, because they look like, <laughs> just look like a penis. That's what he said. Uh, what, yeah. get, what gets on your nerves? I like that part about grown kids messing with you when they could go on and do their own life. 
You got two of them living over there. Okay, and <laughs> where's your favorite place? You know, Venice, Italy. I would love to go there one time before I die. What if, what if they, one of you, the do, you, do you speak I Italian? Was six, huh? You speak Italian? No. That's I want to eat pizza, though. Right. Well, I'll get you some pizza from Domino. <laughs> We, you know, when you meet in Mexico, man, that was wonderful. Yeah, Mexico was. Well, we had a good time over there. My mom, I took my mom on a cruise, right? My mom. <laughs> Shut up, boy. Stayed drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom oh, yeah. was off the chain the whole cruise, but she was in her own little space. People was trying to talk to her because she was my mom. Oh, that's right. He right, right, mom. Right. They trying to be friend her, right, right. and she was like, "Look, I'm going." Get this bottle of wine mm-hmm. and sit in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she oh, just relax. Hey, mama, mm-hmm. hang on the line. I got I got another guest coming on. You're going to love this guy. He's a, he's an author. He's a comedian, one of the coldest comics in the game. Y'all get ready, y'all. D. Militant is up next. Mama, you got anything, any, any words of wisdom before we bring D. Militant in? Yeah, everybody try to learn to be cool the real way. Oh, yeah. What that mean, mama? No, nah, I like that. Cool that means stop way. playing with cool. Be cool. <laughs> I love it. All right. Hang on, y'all. We'll be right back. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in Roddy Perry Live. That was my mom. Hey, mom. Attention all aspiring comedians. Do you think you're funny? Do you have what it takes to be a comedian? Come out to the Green Room Actors Lounge, 25D Bennett Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309, and attend the Never Deny Improv class with comedian actor Mr. Rodney Perry. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to RodneyPerry.com or TheGreenRoomActorsLounge.com. See you there. What up, y'all? We're coming to y'all live from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Shouts out to all the Connecticut school students and people. I, have y'all even, even been to Connecticut? I, I don't even know what Connecticut is like, but I got I got to tell y'all, y'all in the studio, so I'll give y'all this quick story before I bring this guy on. Um, this gentleman I'm bringing on is not only uh, one of my peers in the comedy gang, Greasy, but it's, it's one of my friends. So I don't know if y'all remember this, but let me, as a matter of fact, let me bring him on. I'm, I'm going to introduce, the time, just sit there. Don't say nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm about to tell the story. So, <laughs> before I break you off. So, so wait. So, there was a show called Moral Court. All right. A guy by the name of Larry Elder hosted the show. He's kind of a right wing, um, you know, political guy. And, you know, he's very anti black. He, not, I won't, well, I won't say he's anti black, but he's, he's anti uh, excuses for black folks. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of them dudes. You know, right, very, right. but it, it comes off very anti black. Mm-hmm. But he had this show called Moral Court. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was like a judge. It was a judge show. And, uh,. No, that ain't him. Not them white people. This dude is black. So uh, he pulling up on the internet. So, so he had this, and, and basically, you would come to him with a moral dilemma between two people, and he would, he would, you know, decide the dilemma, and you would get a th- like a thousand if he thought y'all was both right, or two thousand for one of the person, whoever, whoever won the case, right? right. right? Mm-hmm. Me and. Daryl D. Militant Littleton went on this show. Now we live in LA at the time. We are we struggling comedians, and two thousand dollars gonna be great for right, us. Right, right, right. You know, individually or collectively, we gonna split this this thousand dollars a piece. Right, right. So Daryl called me. Daryl is a great writer, 
And D, apparently people have been going on this show making up stories, mm-hmm. and they would make up a story, and then that story, you know, you they would they would work out the dilemma. Right. Well, the show had decided that they didn't want to do that no more. Right. So we had to really be covert with our story. So man, D Militar came to me with a great story. He say, Rod, we 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 step brothers. Well, no, we was brothers. I had been adopted into his family. But my family was keeping our mother. Me and my wife was keeping our mother. He was a salesman. He was traveling on the road. I wanted to put our mother, his mother, in a home because I felt like she would get better care there. Right? That was the story. And he he felt like he don't want his mom in a home, but he wasn't there to uh, to take care of her. We spit this story, dog. I'm telling you, we was Denzel and Wesley Snipes. You understand me? <laughs> we rocked this joint so cold. Am I lying, D? We rocked <laughs> this joint, dude. I, I almost cried. I almost had a. I had the. You know how Denzel had a one tear come down. Right, I had the right. one tear. Man, it was such a great story. So we rocked it right. Mm-hmm. So we do it, and it's done. Now the day the show is gonna air, I get a call. I'm, let me preface this with this. Rodney Perry is a wimp. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> let me preface this with this. And D. Militon is my friend, and I lost my friend for about <laughs> six to eight weeks. Okay? <laughs> so, wait. So, I get a call, 6 a.m. I roll out the bed. Hello. I'm in a one-bedroom apartment in Inglewood. Inglewood, California. Yeah, yeah. So, I get a... Uh, I get a call. It's what's that dude named Barry Levinson? Harvey, Harvey Levin? No, no, Barry Levin's cool. He's a director. No, okay. this is Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin is a lawyer, right? He right. was he was one of the EPs on the show. Six a.m. I get a call. Hello, Rodney Perry. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> Hello, <laughs> Rodney Perry. This is Harvey Levin, Moral Court. Yeah. What was that? Was that? Was that? This is Harvey Levin. I just want to know. I heard you guys are actors. Is that true? Huh? What? <laughs> now, now I'm getting my bearings. D. Militon is calling me. He's trying to get through the line. I was like, hold on. No, no, don't, don't click over. Don't you click over that damn phone. Don't you do it. I just need to know, Ronnie Perry, are you an actor or not? I'm like, wait a minute. What you talking about? What, 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 what you trying to say to me? He said, let me tell you something. It costs it costs $100,000 to do one of these shows, and if you find out you're lying, you're going to pay that money yourself. We're going to take it out of your ass, Rodney Perry. You and that, your your brother or whatever he is. He's killing me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm the phone, click again. I'm like, hey, I got to take this call. No, 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 no. no, no. It, it, ain't, it, ain't the, it ain't the phones like we got where you can see who calling. It's like a, I'm on the phone, a house phone. Boom, that's it. I'm like, I'm trying to click over. He went, no, no. No, no, don't click over. Just let me know. Are you guys actors? Like, no, we're not actors. We're comedians. That's all I need to know. Click. And he hung up on me. The phone goes down. The phone is ringing. It's D Militant. Hey, Rod. Don't tell them nothing. They can't do nothing. <laughs> just, just tell them we brothers. That's all they need to know. They can't prove it. They can't disprove it. Just do it. I'm like, Ugh. Dog already. Uh, I told him. You told him what? <laughs> well, I told him that we were comedians. Click. The military would not talk to me for like two. Like, like I'm going to say really like two months. So wait. 
The checks still it's, come. It's about, yeah, the checks still come to my house, right? The check they don't stop payment on the check. I, I think I might still have a check somewhere, D. It's a two thousand oh, dollar check. It's a two thousand dollar. You check. need to frame that check. You need to frame that check. <laughs> two thousand dollar check. Get a copy, cause that yeah. See, you forgot the audience loved you on the show. They, they hated me. They hated. It was they, good. I was playing the villain, so I felt kind of good about that. But they yeah, it's a trip when real people hate you, not actors. Uh, right, right, <laughs> exactly. So the show never aired. You Some a scummy this, dude. This yeah, footage, you hate your mama and all that. Exactly. This footage is going to come out one day, many years from now, with both of us on it. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest, one one of the one of my favorite comedians, a great dude, uh, an <laughs> author, a comedian, a producer, uh, just just a really, and an all-around good guy, a father, a husband. You know, he's added some new hats over the last few years. The one and only D. Militant. That's Daryl D. Militant Littleton. What's up, dog? And what's up, man? You, you forgot historian. I forgot <laughs> historian. <laughs> Comedy historian. Uh, and, and, and blogger and radio personality. Yeah. I'm a whole lot of shit now, Rodney. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing a lot of shit since we last saw each other. You, you, you've not only been doing it, but you've been doing it so well, man. And, dude, I, I'm such a fan of your grind and your hustle. Um... Your website, uh, comedytime.com. Uh, it's C Comedy. It, it, it's C, yeah, I'm sorry, it's C, C Comedy. It's C Comedy Time. That's right. the and letter I C, the C Comedy for. Time. The C, right, comedytime.com, but the C stands for conscious. Ah. So I knew I had to make it a C because if you make it conscious, and brothers and sisters are not going to be finding that. <laughs> they don't want to bother no, They're going to be typing all kind of other shit, like bullshit. <laughs> Hilarious. So man, man, you, you, I'm not you, like I'm not like Bone though. See, Bone to get you right to you know the the, the yeah. stay hard side. <laughs> stay hard. Right. Hey, hey, Daryl, take me back to Comic View. You're on the stage. You had probably one of the best moments in comedy. I mean, you know, I, you know, I always mentor young comics, man, and I told these cats, I say, comic careers aren't made out of entire sets. Careers are made in moments. And you had one of those moments that that really resonated. Just give us a story. You on you on stage at Comic View and something fell. Yeah, the sign fell. The, um, the Comic View sign. What happened was I was on stage and I was making a segue, and I was saying how it's hard to find good something nowadays. And then the sign fell behind me. So if I was standing back a little further, I'd have got popped. So it fell behind me, and I looked back and I said, "Damn, it's hard to find good set director." <laughs> right in the moment, so, without without missing a beat. And, and then I and I tagged it with a couple of other lines that said something like, "What what can I say?" B E T. Uh, and then I had another line, so it was like three tags, you know, comedy rule of threes, bam bam boom, bam. Boom, boom. And the funny thing is, like you said, I was on Comic View, and you know, it was a great comedy moment, and they reran it about fifty seven times. But had I been on Def Jam. Well, that's a whole other story. That would have, it would have, but but it would have. Because Bernie Mac had said, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." On Comic View, uh, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about Bernie Mac like we talk about Bernie Mac. Really, you don't think? I, I think I think the light still would have found him. You know, at some point, just like the light, the light is is finding you. You know what I mean? Well, the light would have found it, but it wouldn't have been that particular moment, and we wouldn't be talking about that. When you say Bernie Mac. And you say, okay, what's one of your favorite Bernie Mac quotes? That's what people will jump out with. I ain't scared of you, mother. Kick it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like a signature thing. Right. So, so 
talk to me. What is conscious comedy, man? When you, what, you, what, what does that mean to you? Cause, <laughs> because one thing I, I love about your comedy, not only is it conscious, it's funny. A lot of times when people uh, label a comedy conscious, it usually, you know, it has an overview of kind of being some bullshit. <laughs> well, it's funny. There's, there's a comedian, you know Keith Morris, right, Rodney? Yeah. Look around, look around. There you go. Uh, raggedy man and all that, Mr. Shitty. Keith Morris was very funny, but his comedy wasn't really conscious. It was just funny shit. Right. So all of a sudden he became a conscious comic when the moment you and the move, the movement took over. And somebody asked him, it's like, well, why do you figure your conscious is com- uh, comedy is conscious? He said, well, conscious means you awake. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Versus asleep, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of sleeping comedy going on. Wow. So, okay, everybody's doing conscious then, I guess. Right. But the real meaning of it is um, where the comedy is talking about relevant stuff versus comedy just for comedy's sake. And when I say that, I love a good remember when and your mama used to send you out to get a switch and remember this dance or, you know, whatever. Right. Like a good joke. That, that I like has, all kinds of place. genres yeah. and forms of comedy, but if we're going to start classifying comedy, which everybody started labeling stuff versus comedy is just comedy, funny is funny, uh, it should be colorblind, it should be genderblind and all that, but since you do have to put a label on it, as opposed to saying smart comedy or comedy for people who read or are aware of what's going on around them or whatever, you just put a label and call it conscious comedy versus, you know, Trying to talk like your comedy is better than anybody else's because I don't think it is. Right now, now you you've done it all in the game, man. You've you've uh, written for people. You've uh, toured the the world. You've uh, you you've produced television shows. What's your favorite mm-hmm. discipline in this game? That's funny. I don't have one, uh, and I, it, it, it's a trip because right now it's kind of fun for me because it's like I got a cap. And I got all these feathers that I've been putting it in over over the years. I mean, I've done voiceovers. Like I said, I just started blogging today, and I know a lot of people have been on that for a while, but I've been busy. Uh, <laughs> writing, <laughs> I've been writing books, and um, one of my books is uh, one of them was already made into a documentary, Why We Laugh, which has been on Showtime, which I'm always eternally grateful for that. Yeah, I, I actually had an opportunity to be in that book. And, you know, being in your book... Uh, um, your book about comedy, man, it really gave me a sense of legitimacy. I don't know if I ever told you that before, but it's people that read that book that never saw me live. They're going, man, I knew you was a comedian because I read about you in this book. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's a trip because I got another book that is coming out later this month. You can get it right now, but it's officially out later called Comedians, and it's the history of female comedy. And I wrote that with my wife, Lady Tuesday, and I was telling her Years from now, months from now, whatever, people are going to be saying, I became a comedian because of this book, or this book kept me in the game, or whatever, because I keep getting that from people. Right. Um, But what I was going to say is, just to not go off on too much of a tangent, uh, the book uh, I wrote, Pimp Down, is being made into a movie, so... You know, there's a lot of Hold on, stop the right presence. Now. I can't let you graze over that. <laughs> you wrote the book Pimp Down, <laughs> Pimp Down, which is the chronicle of your your journey as as you toured with with Cat Williams, and um and and, and from from your perspective, uh, hit the rise and fall of, of of that that young man. Uh, well, well, I mean, some he I'm sure he would argue with the 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 <laughs> the, the word fall. And he should, <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> t- tell us. Tell us, give us the give us the the quick the quick 
what else, what it what it is about that book. Okay, what it is about the book is the title is to make conversation. The title was supposed to be polarizing. The title was supposed to get your attention. Mm-hmm. If I called it Cat Williams, number one, I don't have the right to name a book Cat Williams because legally it's not a bio, it's not a biography of Cat. Okay. Uh, anybody who's read the book knows that, and they know that the book is about really show business, comedy, fame. And because I wrote for Cat for two years, because I'd known Cat for ten years, you have years, a unique perspective. Um, I was part of the the apex and the fall. Um, there's no way, and I've argued with a lot of people about it, I've had people say, well, he didn't fall. And from a career standpoint, there's no way you can't say he didn't. Uh, I'm not the God Almighty, so I'm the book, and I say this publicly, and I've done dozens of interviews, I'm not predicting anybody's demise or anything like that. That was a period in his career. It's a marathon. Now, if Cat settles in that one spot, mm-hmm. then that's on him. That's got nothing to do with me. I'm not talking about the man's entire career. We're talking about a particular man who came from nowhere. Right. Literally. From living in a U-Haul. Dude, dude, I, I, can, I, no can remember, support, no I can remember, I can remember taking my VCR to his came house. from Ohio to yeah. the Bay Area, came down to L.A., got rooms, hustled his fucking ass off. Yeah, he was did. funny, but, but he came up with a formula, which is described in the book, which he told me. Um, he studied Chris Tucker. He studied Chris Rock. He noticed that a distinctive voice was getting over with the audience. He noticed that more animated comedians, he had noticed certain hooks that other brothers had, and he studied all of that. He was a master of studying what was going on in show business, and then when his opportunity came, he seized it. He blew past so many dudes. He, the dude was making $125,000 a show. Wow. Her show. We did a tour, which was 107 shows. So hey, hey, dude, he hold, hold on, hold on, Daryl. 2,500 seaters to 13,000 seaters. Daryl, this is so, the thing. I'm going to cut you off. But I can remember okay. taking my VCR to Cat's house to plug up to his VCR to, to, to make tapes to possibly get booked. So I, I, was, I, was, I, was, okay. I was not as close to the fly on the wall as you were, but I, I was definitely there. And, and so I, I know that journey. So, man, it, it's, it's very dope to get that perspective from you. Now, what's been the backlash for you with this book? Um, if any. With the book, I mean, you know, <laughs> if I go to Dallas, they want to kill me. In Dallas? At, <laughs> yeah, man, in Dallas. And, I, and it's funny because I was doing an interview, and this is what the DJ said. If you come to Dallas, Stay away from the grass they know. They want to kill you. And I said, so you guys have kind of downgraded. You used to just kill presidents. Now it's comics. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you know, really? <laughs> Y'all ain't got to hear It must be a slow week. But um, the backlash that I got, I haven't really felt anything directly. You know, a couple of people who don't talk to you wasn't talking to me anyway. The people who <laughs> right. they still talk to me. You know, everybody gave their opinion. Of course, everybody said you shouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it. And then they read the book, and it's like, oh, okay, I thought this was going to be something else. Right. I mean, and 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 and, and in, in your in like your defense, it's a, it's a bashing book. Yeah, in your defense, I, I definitely reacted to it personally when you when I heard about it. I was like, I don't want to be a part of that because you know I look at both of y'all, my peers, my friends. So I was like, I would rather stay out of it. But like I say, when, when you you hit me up, you was like, Rod, just read it, and I read it, and I and I I, I can honestly say it was it was it was not what I thought it was gonna be. So okay. I, I think I think and 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 your perspective because I know the stories I mean was was I thought valid 
you know, which is, that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. If you're going to write a book about me, let it be true. Right. And the whole thing legally is, uh, I checked with his attorney before I even thought about writing the book, or right after I thought about writing it, and he said, as long as you write it from your perspective, you can't make up stuff, you can't speculate on what you think happened. Mm-hmm. If you see cats and a goat go behind closed doors and the goat come out smoking a cigarette holding its butt, you cannot say cats fucked <laughs> <up> that goat. <laughs> that is the sound bite of, of the millennium. <laughs> Now, now that that's not the only piece you've written, man. You're 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 a consummate yeah. uh, a, a guy that gets things done. But I, but I do want to say that piece is being made into a movie, and then people will be able to see for themselves. Who's gonna that play Cat Williams? an incredible career. Who's gonna play Cat? Um, I can't really say that on the air. You right can't now, say the deal's not closed. You know the deal on that. You you know just offhand, if I just if I could throw my little two cent in. This cat, okay. Brandon T. Jackson, I believe could pull it off. What's his name? Brandon T. Jackson, man. You, you, he was in the, the movie with the uh, <laughs> Percy Jackson. Lottery ticket. Lottery ticket. No, it's, funny you, it's funny you mentioned Brandon T. Jackson, but okay. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Out, out of the people out there that could pull it off, I think he's a guy that could pull it off. And he's got some acting chops that people don't really know about, man. Because that uh, scene be in Lottery choice. Ticket he, he was, on he the was roof. He my choice. He, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he's dope. He He's a good actor, Tropic, man. Tropic Damn, Thunder. Big Mama Park. Yeah. The real brother in Tropic Thunder, not the Robert Downey Jr. brother. Exactly. And, and he's yeah. paranoid enough <laughs> <laughs> and a little half crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, no. He he would be great in the part. Um, we're getting Idris Elba to play me. Well, well. Uh, let me tell you something, Daryl. <laughs> that is going to be not tolerable. You understand me? <laughs> really? There's okay. got to be. Well, see, I think Guy Story could play you. Damn, that is, actually guy could play me. Guy could play you, dude. So you know how you know how damn surreal that sounds, some nigga playing me. <laughs> Hilarious. So it's like somebody said, "Why don't you play you?" Well, if I play me, cat got to play cat, and everybody else got to play his turn. Exactly, exactly. Mixing and matching, motherfucker. Yeah, you, you can't mix the real dude real with the fake cat. But um, uh. Now, now you know what I want to get to. I want to get to this 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 your your newest piece. I know, I know okay. you got I know you got the um the new book about the ladies in comedy females in comedy. I, I'm excited about that, but I'm really interested in your take on on the black president. Oh, okay. I uh, say see, I, I say President Obama is the first black president. You say something else. Right. He was not. Uh, number one, we had black. Pre- well, we had presidents before you had George Washington. And I wrote a book about it called Forefathers, which is also, like, all my books are on Amazon. Now, are you talking about the, 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 the man that ran the Continental Congress? Are you talking about that? I'm talking about the Continental Congress, and I'm talking about the Art of, Articles of Confederation, right. which was even before that. And that's when you had a man called John Hansen. Right. So he was actually the first black president. They served one-year terms back then. So once it got ratified, that was right after the con- uh, excuse me Declaration of Independence. Once you got ratified the Constitution, that's when you went into four-year terms, which was like 14, 15 years later. Right. So you had 15, 16 presidents because there was a couple of them that served co-presidencies. Uh, John Hancock, I think, served a co-presidency with another guy, I think, by the name Reynolds. But the first black president was John Hanson. But my book, Forefathers, is about the first black president who everybody still thinks is white. Uh-oh. Who? And he's on money. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, if you ask people, he'll they'll say well, yeah, was, he, was he a vampire? Was he a vampire last year? Was he a vampire killer? Because I have to write everything from a comic standpoint. Right. So, so I mean, can you tell me? If I tell you on the air, then why would anybody want to buy the book? Dang it, D. Villa Dodge. Yeah. But okay. then again, okay, okay, I will tell you. Because I know the Rodney Perry show goes to 70 million people. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't diss me. Don't do that. How many listeners do you have? We got, we got thousands. We're doing some stuff. Okay, because, see, people think it's thousands. No, in, in blog talk radio, that's a lot. Because I have a blog talk show yeah. now, which hopefully we can plug. You, you absolutely Because it don't interfere with your business. Yeah. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, really? I was thinking you was going to say Abraham Lincoln. No, no, it's Jefferson. Jefferson? Because uh, what we do is the book covers the American Revolution. I'll deal with the Civil War later. Trust okay. me, that one's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be the masterpiece, though, when I do that. So so where where did you get your love of, of, of history this way? Because you, you, you seem to have, a, have you, you got to have a love for American history to even delve into this stuff. Or is it African-American history that, that is your passion? It was originally African-American history. I wasn't into history at all, really, coming up. Uh, I know what, today's Columbus Day? I didn't even know until somebody said, that shit's closed. It's like, what the fuck for? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's Columbus Day. So, history, the dates and all that. I call Columbus Day. I started getting into I call, history. Hey, wait a minute, That's D. when I really D. got a love D. for history because then you have to frame everything and what black people were doing at that time. D, I call Columbus Day... I'm D-boying your shit day. <laughs> Columbus just showed up and just gang ganked the whole American Indian. Hey, hey man, you 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 got so much going on, man. Can you give us a a rundown on what what people can look for in the next few months, man? Yeah, the book comedians, like I said, that comes out. And it's funny you had Thea Vidal on the show. I wish you could have stuck around. She did the forward for the book. Oh, nice. Um. The book is very important uh, for me because I married a comedian, and uh, she was telling me stories like how... Now, this didn't happen to her, but this happened to another comedian, according to her, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> another, yeah, you know, that bullshit is a friend of mine. Yeah, friend so, of mine according got, to her, got in the back of a club. She came, out, she came out of a shower in the hotel from a club. She was, she was supposed to be booked to do a show. She coming out the shower. Promoters like, you know, hey, he's sitting in the front room talking about, hey, want to go to the mall? Want to go see a movie? She's like, motherfucker, how you get in my room? And he's like, well, I've got the room, remember? I just held the key. Nice. Wow. Uh, see, that doesn't happen. And I've been trying either. to talk to chicks all these years. <laughs> Book them and fuck them, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, ha- that happens to women more often than you think. We interviewed dozens of uh, females and all different races. Yeah. So it wasn't like it's just this is not like black comedians or <laughs> black comedian being ladies and all right. that. Um, we got a, we got good black representation, Asian, white, and uh, Latin, and they all pretty much say the same thing. Their concerns on the road and being comedians and all that is a whole lot different than what we have to do. We have I'm to just sure, show up yeah. and after the show get our money and have a good time. Uh, I would imagine it's more team, lonely for a woman, room, too. Okay. Yeah. Getting their money is much deeper than us getting our money. Wow. Because, you know, brothers start bucking up. That's a whole different matter than just what, what chick going to say. Yeah. 
Wow, that's crazy. Um, we did a, we did a show. Uh, we did an episode on my show last week. We had Coco Brown, Adele uh, Gibbons on. Uh, we had a, like four or five different comedians on there. And Coco was saying a dude showed up one time, promoter, talk about uh, with a robe on and some boxer shorts and a bottle of wine, talking about. So let's talk about that money I owe you. <laughs> Damn, really? <laughs> she She's said, married to that dude now. You dick? know that. <laughs> <laughs> she married to him. Didn't she said, I can't cash dick. I need money. I can't cash dick. <laughs> I know many a dude that cash some vagina though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what's the show? What's the blog talk show? What, where can people find it, bro? Uh, the blog talk show comes on Tuesdays at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock uh, Pacific time, seven o'clock Central. It's at blogtalkradio.com slash Cher- backslash, excuse me, cherry rich, cherry what? like what you eat and uh-huh. rich like what everybody's trying to get. Cherry rich, I uh, love it. It's the cherry rich show with uh, uh, D Militant and Tuesday. Right, the show is called Tuesdays with D Militant and it comes on Tuesday. Oh, how a, what a clever guy he is! This boy is incredible. Um, hey, now, now, D yeah, Militant, man, finally before we get out of here, man, I know you're you're a father now, brand new father. What what's that like for you, bro? Uh, well, I got a 22 year old daughter and I got a 26 month old daughter. Uh, Good great. God! Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old dude. I mean, it, it's it's cool for me because I'm not ever going to really be an old dude. I just keep aging, but I'll never get old. Right. So it's like starting over. But the cool part with this one is. Uh, when I had my first daughter, I was in the mortgage business, so I had to go back and forth to work and all that. Right. Uh, she travels with me. She goes everywhere. I do speaking engagement shows all over the country. She's seen like about, man, about 16 states already. Wow. But a little over two years old. Yeah, so she's going to be real cool. Well, I, I, lo- I love it, man. You know you know, I'm a fan. We, we got uh, to bring you back on. When, when, when comedians come out, we'll, we'll bring you back on. We'll talk exclusively about the book, man. I can't thank cool. you enough. Uh, where can people find you, man, once again? Uh, they can find me on Facebook under my slave name, Daryl Littleton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can go to the website, ccomedytime.com. The C stands for conscious, so that'll be easy to remember. Or you can, uh, you can just, see, I don't do Twitter as much as I should be doing it I right need you now, to tweet, only because I, people want to argue with me, and they know I'll, I'll argue with them all day, and I won't get shit done. Right. So you can Twitter me at uh, my wife's Twitter, which is at lady uh, underscore Tuesday and Tuesday. I'm, I'm gonna need so you to get your T-U-E-D-A-E. own Twitter page. D A E. Let me tell you something, uh, Daryl D Militant yes. Littleton. Get your own Twitter page. I have one. I just don't do it. It's it's at D underscore militant. That I'm gonna hit you on that. I'm not hitting you on two. Okay, hit me on that <laughs> because that'll be personal. Yeah, business hit me on her stuff because you know niggas just want to hit me up to argue with me about bullshit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and hey. like talk to me about Mitt Romney and you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, 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 let's do that before we go. What's your take on on this this election? Obama is is running. Uh, right now, as as we do this interview, unopposed. Is, is he unopposed? Well, no Democrat opposed him. So, as far as I'm concerned, I go with what Tony said earlier. You know who you're gonna vote for by now. If mm-hmm. you if you're basing it on a debate on who's sitting there telling better lies or telling their lies in a more colorful way, because they're both lying. They're both politicians. Let's never forget that. And I respect Barack for being a black politician. 
who is risen in what is not traditionally a black politician's game. Right, wow. To have the highest office out there. So if he's lying, just like Clinton lied, as long as you're lying in my behalf, I love you. <laughs> Lie for uh, me, so not. <laughs> that's who I want to see back in there. Mitt Romney, um, the people at his convention, the people within his party, it's all racist. It's not like he's just a white guy who's out there being a white guy. Uh, you bring with you a whole lot of racist baggage that you will appeal to your base and set other minorities back years, if not decades, and uh, that's the fear of dealing with Mitt Romney. He wants to go back to 1950, and uh, we can't go back there. I'm not I going. I'm not going. <laughs> It'd be like back to the future. I'd disappear on the picture. Hilarious. Hey, man, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned into Rodney Perry Live. That was my guest, Mr. Daryl Littleton. Daryl, man, man, you, you are the man, and, and dude, if I no, ever make man. a lot of money, I'm going to give you that, that $1,000 back. You hear me? <laughs> I gotta have you on my show. I'll give you a call. Done deal, man. This is done I would deal. Be honored. Hey man, I, I wouldn't okay, do it. I wouldn't do it without you. Consider it done. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry, Roddy Perry Live. This has been a great show today. It's been off the chain. Greasy, the young bucks killing it in the studio, kicking it with me. Hey, you gotta play the music or we're we gonna add that on later. Yeah, we 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 can play that. We can run that. Let's play the music. It's over, y'all. It's been a great show. Y'all have a great rest of the day. We are out.